Word on Fire is brought to you by Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Chicago area since 1837. This is Cardinal Francis George, and I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Father Barron will challenge us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of Love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The Archdiocese of Chicago, through the generosity of Sacred Heart Parish in Winnetka, now presents The Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, today is one of the great feasts in the church year. It's the Feast of Pentecost, the Feast of the Coming of the Holy Spirit. Who can forget these words now from the Acts of the Apostles in our first reading? When the day of Pentecost came, it found the brethren gathered in one place, and suddenly, from up in the sky, there came a noise like a strong driving wind, which was heard all through the house. Tongues as a fire appeared, which parted and came to rest on each of them. All were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to express themselves in foreign tongues and make bold proclamation. Extraordinary, isn't it? The first Pentecost, this inrushing of the Holy Spirit, well, that just happened way back then. Not true. Up and down the Christian centuries, Christians have witnessed too this inrushing of the Holy Spirit, this stirring up of charismatic gifts for the sake of the gospel and the sake of the Christian life. There's a very interesting passage also in the Acts of the Apostles. It speaks of a group of Christians who were from Samaria, they had received the baptism of water, but they had not yet received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so a couple of apostolic heavyweights, Peter and John, were called from Jerusalem. They came to Samaria, they imposed hands on the people, and then the Spirit rushed upon them. These gifts, these charisms were stirred up in them. Now read the letters of Paul. St. Paul, who founds many churches around the Eastern Mediterranean, takes it for granted that the Holy Spirit gives gifts to the baptized, gifts meant for the building up of the church. A central preoccupation of many of his letters is precisely this. What are the gifts? How do you order them? What's their purpose? How about now up and down the Christian centuries? In many of the great saints especially the missionaries and founders of orders, we find evidence of these extraordinary gifts, gifts of language, gifts of healing, gifts of miracles, but also much more ordinary ones, all for the building up of the body of Christ. Well, to make it a bit more concrete, let me draw your attention to some other parts in the New Testament from the letters of Paul, where Paul enumerates for us some of these gifts. Listen now, the first one's from chapter 12 of Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. I'd recommend everyone listening to me, at some point, pick up your Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and you'll find this passage. To each, that means to you, that means the baptized, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom. To another, the utterance of knowledge. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. 
That's quite a range, isn't it? Some receive the gift of wisdom. I've known some really wise people in my life. Wisdom means the view from the hilltop. It means you see things from the standpoint of God. You read your life, you read your world, not from the narrow standpoint of your own ego, but you read it from the standpoint of God. That's a gift. That's a charismatic gift. That's a gift of the Holy Spirit. Its purpose is to build up the church. Some people have a gift of knowledge, a deep fascination for the things of God. Any theologian, I think, has that gift. But also people that are just fascinated by the scriptures, fascinated by the church. They seek to know the things of God. That's a charismatic gift. Some have the gift of healing. I know some people who have the gift, I think, of physical healing, who have this charismatic power. Physical healing for the sake of the body of Christ. But I know some people, too, that have this gift of spiritual healing, psychological healing. People that you talk to, and they just have this way of reaching so to the heart of your life that they can heal you, they can bring you peace. Maybe you've got that gift. Maybe you've got it. Maybe that's yours. Paul's point, every baptized person has one of these charismatic gifts. Listen now to this passage. Easy to remember. It's from the 12th chapter, this time of Paul's letter to the Romans. So again, pick up your Bible at some point, 1 Corinthians 12, Romans 12, and you'll find these lists. Listen now. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Prophecy in proportion to faith. Ministry in ministering. The teacher in teaching. The exhorter in exhortation. The giver in generosity. The leader in diligence. The compassionate in cheerfulness. Terrific. Paul writing to this little Christian community in Rome. of Baptized people. Telling them, you've got a gift. Every one of you have got a gift. Here are some of them. Notice, please, by comparison to Corinthians, these are a bit more ordinary. When he says gifts of prophecy, he means gifts of preaching and teaching. When he says gifts of leadership, he means administration. Some people are good at organizing the community. Well, that's a charismatic gift. Some are teachers. Some are exhorters. Some are very good at stirring up people with their speech. Good. Whatever it is, when the Holy Spirit stirs it up in you, listen, you must make that the center of your life. Let me say it again. When you find your charismatic gift, you must make that the center of your life. Everything else in you now should find its place around that gift. Everything else should contribute to it. Everything else should educate you further in that way. Everything else should help you to express it. To find your charismatic gift is to find the pearl of great price. To find your charismatic gift is to find the treasure buried in the field. Jesus says when you find that pearl, sell everything else you've got and buy it. That's what your life is about. When you find that treasure buried in the field, sell everything else you've got and buy that field because that's what your life is about. Can I suggest to you now, friends, on this Feast of Pentecost, this Feast of the Spirit, 
Paul was suggesting to us here a way of understanding and ordering our lives. This is most important. The Holy Spirit does not mess around. The Holy Spirit's not fooling around. The Holy Spirit's given you something. When you find it, stir it up and order your life precisely that way. Now, the obvious question, maybe as you're listening to me, you have this question in your mind. Well, how do I know? So, I, I believe in faith. I've been given some charismatic gift. I, I even have heard all these uh, that Paul lists. Which one's mine? How do I know? Let me give you three suggestions. First of all, prayer. And Paul says it over and over again. Pray. You pray. Lord, what's my charismatic gift? Come, Holy Spirit. Pray that prayer. I remember a couple years ago when I was down at Notre Dame University, I heard Father Hesburgh, the legendary former president. He said, the one prayer that always works, no matter where you are in your life, success, failure, fear, hope, whatever it is, the one prayer that works, come Holy Spirit. So pray it. Often, consciously, in a focused way, come Holy Spirit, come, tell me what you want me to do. Stir up in me this gift. So first of all, pray. Second way to find your charismatic gift, listen to the body. The gifts are for the body, not for you. Not for your edification, not to make you feel better about yourself. Your gifts are given for the sake of the body of the church. Therefore, it's very often by attending to the body that we discern our own gift. Someone says to you, you know, you're a good teacher. You're really good at that. You should do more of it. Someone says to you after they talk to you, you know, I just feel this sense of great peace when I talk to you. You bring calmness to my own soul. Good. Listen to that. Someone says to you, you know, you just stir up my faith. I feel more faithful when I'm with you. Good. That could be it. That could be it. Faith might be your special gift. Someone says something as ordinary as, you know, you really organized that meeting well. Last time the church needed to do something, you really got us together. You organized it well. Well, come on, Romans 12. Administration is a charismatic gift. Listen to the body. Listen to other people in the church as they tell you what they see. Here's a third suggestion. I'll use the phrase here of James Hillman, the psychologist. He speaks of the stirring of the acorn. The acorn, that little seed from which the mighty oak tree comes. Hillman says, every one of us is born with an acorn in us, the seed of what we're meant to be. Well, I think that's perfectly applicable here. You are born, you're given in baptism, this gift. Now, it's meant to be stirred up. It's meant to come to full growth. Are there times in your life when that acorn is stirred? That could be a sign that you found your charismatic gift. Let me tell you a story from my own life about this. When I was a sophomore in high school, I was about 16, we were given an assignment in English class. We all had to get up in front of the group and read a famous speech, or at least a part of a famous speech. So we're all nervous. I mean, most human beings will say the thing that frightens them the most is getting up in front of a group of people and speaking. So we were all you know, inexperienced at it. We're all nervous. Well, I chose JFK's inaugural address, you know, and I went home and I, I practiced it, I read it. The morning of the 
speech came, and I was beside myself with fear, as all my classmates were. But I got up there in front of that little group of 20 people in, in sophomore English class, and I read that speech. I remember reading, you know, let the word go forth from this time and place to friend and foe alike. The torch has been passed to a new generation of Americans. And those wonderful words. And as I read, I found my nervousness went away. And I found that I was just kind of soaring on the wings of that rhetoric and those words. And I just loved that experience of speaking in front of this group. And somehow I knew, I was 16 years old doing this little simple assignment in class, but somehow I knew that my life was going to be about speaking. At the time, I wasn't even thinking about the priesthood. I wasn't thinking at all about becoming a, a teacher or a preacher or a public speaker. That was the furthest thing from my mind. I wanted to be a baseball player when I was 16. But that day, as I stood there in my little 16-year-old voice and read this speech, the acorn stirred in me. That's exactly what happened, I think, is something in me stirred and said, yes, that's what you're supposed to do. Well, of course, as my life has unfolded under God's grace, I become a priest, and then in my priesthood, most of my time is spent getting up in front of groups of people and talking. I'm a teacher, I'm a preacher, I'm an evangelist. That's been my life. Well, that day the acorn was stirred. I think I knew that was the charismatic gift. Listen to that when it happens to you. Listen to that experience that stirs a deep hunger, a deep joy in you. That could be your charismatic gift. But above all now, friends, on this Feast of Pentecost, pray, pray, invoke the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, stir up in me that gift you want. And when you find that gift, make it the absolute center of your life. And God bless you. I hope that you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George. God bless you. Most interment arrangements at the 42 Archdiocese of Chicago cemeteries are made through a pre-need plan. Your thoughtful planning today is economically prudent and contributes to peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Catholic Cemeteries counselors are available at your convenience. For more information, call 708-449-6100. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837.